drinking, bro. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. TNT, toddlers and tiaras, yeah. toddlers and tiaras, God, that is everywhere, by the way. I keep getting photos nonstop all day long of you in a tiara. No, oh my, I, yeah. I haven't seen any of those. I've gotten actually. so many. I'm getting they're tired all, of them. They're all over the page. It's literally all over the page. I haven't seen a single one. They're almost as popular as Harambee. I haven't seen anybody... Even call me toddlers. And Shut Tiara. up! I'll show you right now. No, you are on. You are on. You are somebody cut your face out and put it over John Benet Ramsey. You are currently I don't on think our homepage. That's page. true. Yes, you are on. I don't our think fo- that's true. Oh God, they're <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I think you guys are just messing with me. I think you're pulling my leg. TNT Taylor, uh, toddlers and tiaras. Taylor, we're talking that's not TNT. True. That's not true. Yes. He's dynamite. Yeah, it, it is true. You're everywhere. You're our little tiny princess, and you're wearing your little tiny crown everywhere. Where you go, uh, we're proud I'm of you not, and all I you am do. Not, yeah. Well, I was yelling Justin Peck because I want to give a shout out to Gear Forty Nine tonight because Ooh. they're partnering with us. Not to mention, they have a Black Rifle Coffee Ooh. race truck that you've probably seen photos around. No, shit. jumping, jumping in the air like that. Oh, wow, so yeah, that's and, a nice thing. You know, what a nice this little time, thing. You guys will know that we are giving a razor away called the Hell Razor giveaway for Black Friday. Shut the fuck up. No way. Yeah, we've teamed up with Gear 49 and Justin Peck. Gear 49 is a supplement company. They uh they sell supplements. And uh Justin is a professional trophy truck and race car driver. And uh he has come into our realm and he wants to give a razor away with us. Look at that. It's all come full circle cuz you're a little tiny trophy wife. Um, you know, so I am not you know. <laughs> fucking asshole. What do you, you mean? You got little, fucking, you got little trophies all over your off, room from winning who, all those contests. Who's going to be proud child. of me? It's like dragging around a garbage bag full of pudding. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what? What self-respecting gay guy is going to want to show me off? A, on his arm? G- a garbage bag full of pudding. Oh, I can. It's weird. It's like I know it's heavy too. Like I know it's a heavy drag down the driveway. Yeah, it's like it's like water. You know, water's heavy, but if you got pudding, that's dense. Oh gosh! And you're dense. trying to drag it down to the he end of the street for trash day. He said, he said dense. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Yeah. Uh, we got a hot one tonight. We got a we got a real big one tonight. Uh, uh, our, you, you know how this fucking whole slit pig works. Uh, we, we got sponsors <laughs> who pay for this to be on the air. I don't know how, but they do, and uh, we love them for it. The first one is uh, Havenlock. Uh, real excited about this one. They, they came onto the show in October. People have been buying their lock, uh, putting it on their doors, and sending us these clips. If you haven't heard of a Havenlock, uh, it's, it's kind of fucking awesome. Uh, they, they've got a they've got a, a brand new lock for your door called the Haven Mech. It's a new door lock that is ten times stronger than a deadbolt. Ha- Haven Mech will take over fifty kicks without failing. Uh, it prevents break-ins from happening. Uh, use the promo code Drinking Bros. You get a special one-time offer for the Haven Mech, um, and it's it's only fucking ninety nine dollars. Uh, go to Havenlock.com and then ninety nine dollars, and Hillary can't get your guns. She can't. She can't get your guns. Uh, but but also. <laughs> 
people are taking the challenge out there where they're trying to kick in fucking doors to see if they can break it in under and under 50 kicks, just like Haven Lock says. Because look, the average lock is about three kicks. Uh, this one is, is it says 50. So uh, whoever is out there who can break that fucking record, and they they did a huge campaign on on Kickstarter. They raised over a hundred grand. Uh, they're veteran owned, based in Nashville, Tennessee. Go to havenlock.com and get uh, get the Haven Mac for your door. Keep your family safe. And guess what? If you hear if you hear four or five of those kicks at your front door, you know what you need to grab. You need to grab that Tartarus ordnance. <laughs> Tartarus. Yeah, some home defense ammunition, just the tips. Yes. Uh, yeah. Go to com for all your home defense ammunition needs. Also, if you're teaching some tactical classes out there, uh, you can get thousands and thousands of rounds, and they also uh, they sell they sell firearms there, and they're they're they are going on a subscription basis soon. Uh, hey, I, I just want to say, you know, Ross, if you think about this hard, like our audience and everybody, we, we know that a lot of them listen to us in their commute and everything like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like these sponsors are always it's nice that our sponsors are things that our audience needs yeah. or not necessarily needs, but just it's like everybody I know always wants ammunition. Right. Yeah. Every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you don't. It, it's a good a, you, reminder. It's a good like, hey, remember you wanted ammunition? You get a discount if you go to this site. Yeah, and and the thing about the like, I was surprised because I, I again we know those guys, and it's like, uh, I was like, what about those tactical classes where they're just ordering like thousands of rounds? Will you still give them ten percent off with a drink and rose disc- d- discount? And he goes, yeah, yeah, we're, we're we're honoring it. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. So, look, uh, take them up on their offer. Go to TartarusOrdinance.com. Once again, that's T-A-R-T-A-R-U-S-O-R-D-N-A-N-C-E.com. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros. You get 10% off of all firearms and ammunition. Uh, next up, uh, yeah, well, you can hear. Did you hear that flying overhead? <laughs> I, it's, it sounded like the Strike Force was called in. Uh, yeah. Strikeforceenergy.com. God damn it. I'm on it again tonight. Uh, it's like a cast mission on crack. It really is. It's uh look, I we saw two donkeys drink it and they've started fighting each other. Donkeys don't fight, they're very docile creatures. They're very docile and they started fighting and then fucking. Yeah, <laughs> immediately what? after. Yeah. yeah. They were all yeah. hopped up mm, on strike force energy. Two dude donkeys just fucking. Yeah. Donkey funny. missionary too. Don- donkey mish. Uh it was I've watched something like that before. I know you have. I know you Rocco, I know you have. The world knows you have. Um after after the pee on the carpet episode. Oh which, my dude. That by the way, yeah, that was the you're... most downloaded episode we've had in the show's history. In the show's history, by the dude, way. Dude, my psyop buddies are gonna be pissed that I'm giving away their secrets. Oh boy. It, most downloaded show we've ever had. Jared people are fucking to your song. I, I, I can't I believe can't it. Wait. I, yeah. I love the stories I keep. I keep getting. I hope this lasts for a while because over over forty females have now written in up to this point, telling me stories about how they had sex to that song. And, <laughs> yeah. me, and it's dude, it's almost weird because you hear a girl get aggressive, like, and then I took that dick. It was oh like, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Am I talking to a girl or a gay guy right now? Yeah. Look, I, I tell you what, and for anybody else out there who keeps sending in these videos. S- I, <laughs> s- send in yourself 
pouring some strike force all over yourself uh, while oh you're doing it. God. Pour some strike we force did, all over yourself to the four, Brian Adams song. We got four videos. Send that the in. Four videos. Yeah. Oh. Send that in. And uh, look, uh, we love the people from Strike Force. People are using it in creative ways these days. Uh, I, start pouring it all over your body and go go Jared Taylor, Brian Adams style, and send in some vids to us. Oh, yes. We'll send them over to Sean Matz and the boys. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros. You get twenty percent off of every order there. They also have a subscription, and they ship anywhere in the world. Iraq, yes. Iran, you betcha. Unless uh, you're a contractor in Iraq because you don't get mail right now. Hey. Sorry. Yeah. They stopped the post office for contractors. It's kind of rude. That's weird. It's yeah. really fucked up. It's weird. Like, so now they, contractors they, have to like do they have iPhones? ask. They have to ask. What? Do they have iPhones? Who? Contractors? Yeah. Well, then fucking get a text message, bitch. What do you mean get a text? Uh, you can't get mail, Rocco. What do you want for mail besides supplements? Strike force, dude. That means you can't order anything if you're a contractor in Iraq. Ah, fuck, I'm an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, on, Rocco. I've I've been drinking (laughs) way too much tonight. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So go to go to strikeforceenergy.com. Load up before you go over overseas. Uh, Type in the promo code Drinking Bros. You get twenty percent off of every single order. Next up to our list of hits is WarfighterTobacco.com. Uh, Boom. Warfighter Tobacco at the time. They, they got the finest goddamn cigars in the whole fucking land. Yes, they are hand-rolled in the Dominican Republic with Cubano seeds by by the the liveliest little children you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> I, I, I saw a picture of, of some kids in a garage rolling up cigars and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and a dad had a had an antenna. He ripped off the TV and was tapping him on the shoulder. Uh, that's oh, how good man. these fucking cigars are. <laughs> uh, they were the kids were shirtless, um, and the, and the, they were making cigars. That's why that that's when you know you're getting quality when you're under the gun from a father with a with a TV antenna in the background. You know you're getting great cigars because they don't want to fuck that up. Uh, oh, so go to warfightertobacco.com. Uh, get yourself some cigars. Real men smoke cigars. They do not smoke hookahs. Put them down. They're 100% combat veteran owns. I mean, what are we at? We, we've, got, we've got security in the beginning. Security? We've got, we've, 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 we've energy got drinks, ammunition, energy, cigars. And now cigars? Where, like, where, what's where left? You, where do you go from there? You go where to the finest novel you- ever written. <laughs> You go to a night she cries while he rides his steed. If somebody breaks into your door and you're reading that book, guess what? You're gonna you're, the first first thing you're gonna do is grab something and, and, and try to hit him with it. Throw the book first <laughs> and then grab all your guns. Load them up with Tartar's ordnance and blow these motherfuckers <laughs> away. But get it, night she cries while he rides his steed. The first ever romance novel for dudes. It's the bestseller, running away yes. with the fucking competition. Uh, <laughs> and it's written by the great Ross Patterson, who is a genius and who has a dick that is longer than his own leg. Uh, get it night she cries while he rides his steed on audible.com, amazon.com, everywhere, walmart.com. Uh, it's everywhere you want to be. I narrate it with a bunch of actors. It's fucking awesome. Uh, it's the greatest book of all time. And last but not least, we got Black Rifle Coffee in the house. Don't we, Jared? Yeah. Zip, zip, zip. Zip, zip, zip. Zip, zip, zip. zip, zip, zip. zip, zip. It's uh, like a sip, but you're pepped up and you're like, zip. Yeah. So go to blackriflecoffee.com. Uh, go to drinkingbrospodcast.com. Get yourself some t-shirts. Uh, throw those on. Have a have a cup of joe. And uh, you get 20% at, at, a, uh, I, at, at, at old Black Rifle Coffee. I got a good story. I got a good story for you, Ross, on Wait, that one. Wait, Warfighter Tobacco, was... you get 10% off of Drinking Bros as well. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So 
Uh, I was wearing a Drinking Bros podcast shirt on an airplane, and uh, the like flight wherever you connect into El Paso is always just fifty minutes, whether it's like Dallas or fucking Phoenix or whatever. Right. So like I'm on I'm on that I'm on that connecting flight, and and I'm trying to sleep, and the whole time I just hear this loud drunk idiot, uh, the whole time just talking loudly about dumb shit like golf, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, when we finally land, I'm like standing there with my bag and he goes, hey, drinking bro, can you hand me my bag? And I look at him and I'm like, are you a drinking bro? And he looks at me, he goes, no, I was going off your shirt. And I go, oh, well, then I guess you're a faggot. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And, and I threw him his bag and he just, he got real like uncut because I have, I had like an unshaved beard and I was in a hoodie and I was just like angry. Did you really like, say that? Like, yeah, because at first I was excited. <laughs> like, like I was caught off guard, like, because I didn't realize I had the shirt on. <laughs> and so like, he goes, he goes drinking, bro. Like, so I got excited, like, holy fuck. This guy, he's a drinking bro. Yeah, I heard him. He's wasted. He's talking about golf. I hated him for an hour, but now I don't hate him anymore because fuck, he's a drinking bro. He just goes, "No, your shirt," and I go, "Oh fuck, well you're a so fucking funny." Everybody was just kind of like uncomfortably not looking at me, and he didn't know he was smaller too. He was about like five. Well, that's let's be honest, Jared. That's a word (laughs) you don't hear too much in public anymore. Oh really? Well, I mean, I didn't mean it like that. No, I know, I know. But unless they know you, unless they know toddlers and Tierra Taylor, they don't. They don't know that you. Not, you know, that's not my nickname. Yeah, they don't know that you're not using a derogatory term. You're just calling people. <laughs> in the middle of the airport, it'd be a little jarring. Where you're like, "Oh, wow, is that a lover's quote?" No, no, no that would be the first thing I think of. Dude, dude, of the plane. So I mean, only yeah. I mean, I said it loudly. So only about twenty people were in earshot. Yeah. Like, but he just was like the whole thing. I just got angry real quick. Like once, once like he showed me that we didn't have a connection and then I went back to being annoyed with him and I just got angry. Oh, I know. I know our little bag of puddings got a, a short fuse. Um, <laughs> I do. I do sometimes. I there know are, you there do. Are tiny little things that will set me over the edge oh, yeah. and people will be like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Oh, he's going crazy. <laughs> Did you, l- let me ask you I, this. Like, have you ever had like a weird, like, like a job growing up other than the military where you had to do shit like that and, and talk yeah, to real dude, people I got, like this I got, in the world? So, so I was, I was working at McDonald's for a while and then nice. I got, I got fired. Um, Is this something little for, like that set you off? Like, cause I, I can't, no, 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 I can't no, no. see you like, working in a normal environment like that, like for a full day. No, I couldn't. Without you I couldn't just burning now. the place I mean, down. That's, that's the one thing that like, I think combat does do is it makes you like, you get so used to being able to retaliate with death. Like when you're, when you get pissed off, you get to, you get to retaliate by killing somebody. Like that's right. kind of a cool feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the like, real world, like, if somebody yeah, they comes hit up you with to an TNT, IED, it's like yeah. I'm so angry right now. We're bombing that whole fucking area of the Everybody. city, all of it. <laughs> like, and then you get like thrown into this into this psychological like like rhythm where it's like, okay, when you shoot at me, I'm angry, and now I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. Uh, and then you come home, and you're not allowed to do that anymore. I had an incident in the gas station in Fort Bragg, like get, right coming back from Iraq. A dude was just rude to me, and it was like, I immediately went to, I'm going to fucking kill you right now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you can't do that back here. I forgot. 
Ah oh, man, yeah. so 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 what what was your what was your worst job then? How did you put up with this? What, Mc- I don't I I don't know worst job like McDonald's. So McDonald's, yeah, McDonald's was fun. Like, but we got I got fired over a big embezzlement, fucking hoopla. Were you oh, stealing God. or was were, were you in on it? No, I found <laughs> I found. Were you were you, were you the started, hamburger? Were you stealing? No, I started asking questions and I was paid in cash to not ask any more questions. Whoa, every night. whoa, whoa! Yeah, what were the nice what, though? I bought a lot of car parts. Yeah, what Damn. what was the uh, what were the questions? By the way, well, I was just I I, I worked in the grill so and nighttime on a base, and uh, I would see a lot of items pop up. Like t- that, that would tell me to make them, and then they disappear. So I'd be like, "Hey, that stuff just disappeared without me clearing it out." Oh, they're so like, they're, just shady, they're, yeah. they're yeah. like, "Oh no, no, no! I still need you to make those things." So I'd be like, "Okay." And then I was like, finally, after it happened constantly, I was like, "Hey, is the machine broken? Like, do you want me to tell Rob the next morning that the machine might be?" And they're like, "No, no. here's two hundred dollars. <laughs> we need shut you to just do what we yeah. say, and then up. that's it." Like. So then I got fired and roped into that whole thing. And I, they actually interrogated me first because I was so young. I was only 17, like brand new 17. They were like, oh, he's going to roll over. And I just played stupid. Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't. But I'm really hungry right now. <laughs> that is classic. Um, well, hey, what, so, what about you, Rocco? You've had, you've had every job under the sun. Is there anything yeah. like that that's similar that happened to you? It was like, hey, man, you're just going to shut the f- fuck up. No, man, I've never done anything like that. I actually used to be a store manager for Champ Sports, and I had a guy stealing from me at one point, so that fucking sucks. So it's kind of funny how that, that all goes. But How'd, the you, ca- how'd you catch him? How'd you catch him? Dude, they did the audits, man, and the fucking I was like a hundred thousand dollars short. Me and my buddy, who were co-managers at a fucking you know at the at the Champs, we're like, wait a minute. Well, this dude, and we kind of thought there was some shady, but we you know, gave this kid a chance. He was he was running the um, Champ the Sporting warehouse. Goods. Yeah, he was running. I the worked shoes at a champ sporting good in high school. Nice, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 what this kid was doing was putting a lot of these Jordans and all these rare shoes, and he's throwing them out with the trash. But he was actually putting them in his car and slanging them later. And, uh, and dude, so we, I had a similar yeah. situation at, at, at my champs. No shit. Yeah, it was uh, high end bicycles, um, like ten, like ten speeds that were super expensive, and uh, you know they would ring up another tag and then roll those out the back, and I was like, wait, what? I didn't get it either. And uh, uh, somebody else took a pool table one night. And what happened was, is the managers, you know, figured it out. They were going to walk these guys in and uh, uh, champs ended up going out of business. So, yeah, some crazy. Shit. So the, the, that's just one of my jobs that just sucked hearing that happen. I ended up getting transferred to a different champs and then became a manager somewhere else. And it was, everything was good. But, uh, the worst job I ever had was my brother was working for a fire master company. So what, what they did was pretty much fire extinguishers and all that other bullshit. But one of the other things you have to do is scrape the grease out of some of the fast food restaurants, the vents. And that's to stop yeah. it being a fire hazard. Yeah. And so we'd be suited up in these full-on fucking jumpsuits and we're with, with, uh, with scrapers and we're scraping the fucking vents, man. And I'm telling you what, that grease, you'll fucking have it on your hands and your nose, the smell of it, for fucking weeks. It was stupid as fuck. And we're doing it. And you, you only work when the fucking restaurants are closed, right? Because people, once they close it, then you go in there and do all the cleaning and shit. So then they can open up in the next morning and no one's there. And so you're working in the middle of the fucking night. You're scraping goddamn grease. It's a fucking mess. It was the worst job it's ever. It's gross. Done. Yeah, it was it's the worst job gross. Exactly. I used to have to clean all the grease traps and yeah, stuff at McDonald's. It was just disgusting. Man, I, uh, um, I, I, I was fired from Champs, actually, Rocco. 
Um, no shit. Yeah, it was a great story, actually. I uh, came back from, you know, I was partying at University of Georgia. I'm, uh, for those of you who don't know out there from Atlanta, Georgia, originally. Um, I was partying at University of Georgia the night before. Uh, my girlfriend was a year older than me, and she had just went to school there. And my mom was like, look, I, you can go up there and, you know, party or whatever, but just do not miss work the next day. And I was like, all right. I had a 9 a.m. shift on a Saturday, and we were raging at University of Georgia on a Friday night. Uh, That's in Athens, correct? Correct. It is a great Dude, town. I have great raged town. in Athens. Ugh, 2003 when I was in airborne school. No way. Yeah. Oh, dude. Really, yeah, really fun to fucking Athens. town. Um, so a- a- anyways, uh, I, in the middle, like literally after a night of like entire drinking, my buddy who had worked with me with Champs, he looks over and he was like, and it, it was like seven at this point, and he goes, oh, shit, dude, we got to be to work in like two hours. We didn't go into bed or anything. Uh, so another friend of ours drove us home, and it was a two-hour drive from Athens to Atlanta. So by the time I was able to go roll up to Champs right when the doors opened, throw my shirt on, but I, I smelled like, like 10,000 pounds of, of, of beer at that point. <laughs> um, and so... So anyways, uh, you, you know, you know, Saturday mornings, it's, it's dead. Like right when the store opens, you have a couple hours before, you know, things get popping. And so I told, I told my buddy, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go. Sl- we had a big, uh, elaborate hunting section. I don't know if you had that Rocco at yours. Um, like, no, we didn't. Oh, uh, we, we did. So we had full tents set up and, uh, like, like makeshift, like fake fires and like grills and, uh, and all the stuff, sleeping bags. So I told my buddy, I was like, Hey. I'm going to go, go sleep in one of those tents in the, in, the, in the hunting section. Just get on the loudspeaker and just say, Ross, Ross, we need you, you know, to the back, to the bicycle section. If, if a manager is coming or whatever. And I was, uh, that was going to be our, our code, if you will. And, uh, I, you know, hours go by. I don't hear anything except for the sounds of like 10 voices outside the tent. I woke up. Inside the tent, because I had zipped myself up, too. Like, I was really fucking sleeping in there. I mean, I was out cold. I've got sleepy lines on my face the whole nine. <laughs> I'm drooling. Like, my, my, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of sweating because it's hot inside this tent. Uh, I, I unzip the tent, and I go out. My manager, the owner of the store, all the employees, my buddy, everybody there is standing around. And they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, I looked at my I looked at my watch. Who cares? I've been like, asleep for two and a half hours inside so the funny, tent dude. in the hunting section at Champs. That's awesome. Yeah. So but I still like I why go. Do, why do we have to have a spectacle about? That's it? what like, I said. So so the guy was like the manager was like I want to see you in my office and you know I walked into his office and I I have the same av- you know attitude as you Jared so you know I'm in his office and I just look at the guy and I'm like. I'm like, look, you can go ahead and save the angry speech. Like, I make fucking $8 an hour. I'm just going to go get another job across the street that pays $8 an hour, you know? And I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even get, like, let him give his glory speech of, like, do you know what I did growing up? Do you know that I'm the manager of a champ sports in Atlanta? <laughs> like, I didn't even let him get to that fucking high in my, and I was just, I, I peaced, you know? There was a, well, there was, a sports authority across the street. That was great because. Street. One of the dudes that was on the night crew did not work that night that we that they came in and locked the doors and fired us all. So we told him the next evening, hey, when you go into work, you're going to get fired. So as soon as he shows up, I go with him. I drive him to work and I'm, I'm in the lobby because I'm there to get my last check and everything. And uh, the, the, the manager, Rob's like in my office now. And I see Aaron go back in there and he shuts the sliding glass door 
I see Aaron speaking, and then I see Rob get completely red, and he just stands up and goes, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out right now. Just get the <laughs> fuck out. And, and when Aaron comes back, I'm like, dude, what the fuck did you just say to him? He, and, and when he sat down, he goes, before you say anything to me, how can you prove that you didn't offer me sexual favors to save my job? Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. And, and Rob just freaked out. Like, so funny. Get the fuck out. That's a great so one. So fucking funny. That's a great one. One of my, one of my faves is uh, freshman year of college. There was a, one summer. I, I tell you this girl. She fucking spent like every dollar I had. Um, uh, lover, sweet girl, but uh, spent every every dollar I had. So uh, in, in the summer, you had to move out of the dorm and get your own place. And I was $100 short on the rent that, of, of this place that I was renting for the summer. And so I drove, and I had five days to come up with this $100. I drove up and down, like all over campus and everywhere to find a job. The only place that was hiring and offering cash up front was a place called United Skates of America. It was a roller rink. Um, that's funny. So I was a skate referee at a roller rink. Like I wore the jersey. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, dude, I wore the jersey, the whistle, the Janet Jackson microphone headset. Um, and but, but so here's the thing. That's what I thought. I was like, ah, oh, dude, no problem. They're giving a hundred dollars in cash away for this. Fucking easy. Dude, I, what, what you don't realize is you're skating for eight hours straight. We only got like a 15-minute break. Um, so it was, it was harder than I thought. Like I, I had blisters, the whole shit after the first day. So then I started wearing these thick wool socks, right? Uh, so, and I think I've got it down at this point. I'm feeling pretty good. By week, by week three, I'm, I'm in like the greatest shape of my life. Skating eight hours a day on those old school skates. Not like blades either. Like the four orange wheels. Um, you know the ones that I'm talking about, like the the brown skates with the four bright orange wheels, and uh, uh, there was a, a a kid's birthday party that came in on a on a Friday night at like six o'clock. This ten year old's birthday party, and my manager comes over to me and he goes, he goes, Ross, uh, are are you ready to put on the put on the suit? And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry, I, I'm kind of new here. I don't know what the suit is. And he brings me back in the back. There's a giant dinosaur costume called Skatosaurus Rex. And <laughs> it's got like a 10-foot long tail that drags around with it. It's hot. It's dirty. It looks like it hasn't been washed since like 1976. And he goes, look, uh, you've got to do the hokey pokey in this dinosaur costume. And the then the chicken dance and then present this child with his cake. And then you can go change out of it or whatever. And I was like. Yeah, man. I was like, I don't, I don't really feel like doing that. And he was like, well, you don't, you don't really have a choice, but I'll come get you in like, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. So like every like two minutes, he was coming over the headset being like, okay, two minutes, uh, four minutes, eight minutes. Now, now it's go time. It's time to be skating stores racks. And I was like, Hey man, I, I, I'm not putting on the fucking costume. Like, dude, this job doesn't pay enough. Like I got my hundred bucks in cash. I'm not doing it. And he was like, well, you have to, you're going to lose this job. And he goes, it's my way of the highway. And I was like, awesome. I'm going to take Highway 71 South back to campus. And uh, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> so I took off my skates and put them on the counter. The beauty of it was this guy at, th at this point in his life is in his late 40s. He's a manager of a skating rink. And there's nobody else working. He's fat or whatever. He had to put on the fucking costume, the Skatosaurus Rex, and somehow do the hokey pokey and the chicken dance and give this kid his cake. I would have paid Jeez. every last dollar I have in my bank account to see that fat fucker in this Skatosaurus Rex costume give this kid his cake. But I never got that chance. 
never got that chance. Uh, and that, those are my two favorite uh, I got fired stories. Uh, two. I, I got fired from Coca-Cola. Re- Whoa. Like, yeah. like, uh, like, the, like the drink. Like corporate? Uh, yeah, I used to, yeah, well, I used to uh, deliver. Uh, I used to stock the shelves. So I'd show up and I'd stock the shelves at two times during the day. So one time around six o'clock after the rush and then another time like two, three in the morning. It, just by the morning, it has to be fully stocked and ready to rock. That's got to right? be a grueling job, I would imagine, right? You're lifting. Dude, it's fucking, it, they paid so good, but I was fucking smoked. I bet, man. I see those guys, you know, rolling in and out of gas stations. You're like, fuck, man. The money must be really good because that looks like a fucking hard job. Dude, it paid really well at the time. But what happened was, like, when I would show up at, like, 2, 3 in the morning, I'd go hang out with my buddies, we'd be partying, and then I'd be like, fuck, I gotta go do this job real quick. So I'd show up to fucking these supermarkets, I'd stock the shelves, and the one time I, I, I ended up getting fired, well, I quit before they could fire me, um, I dropped, like, four fucking pallets of Coca-Cola, and it was two-liter bottles. So when these fuckers fell... They went from one side of the fucking warehouse to the other side of the warehouse. There's all there's two two fucking liter bottles everywhere, and I was like, "Well, fuck this!" And I just got in the car <laughs> and left. And I called them and said, "Hey, you might need to go check on that. It's a fucking mess. I'm sorry. I sorry, quit. I quit. I quit." <laughs> <laughs> and you were you were bounced out of there. But you've had a ton of jobs though in general. Uh, I've done everything. I've done from Sports Mart to freaking to to that to uh, I was an umpire. I worked at Let's see, Starbucks, Texas Roadhouse. I was a bouncer. I was a bartender for a day and got fired. Were you a barista uh, at Starbucks? I was, dude. I was. I did it for uh, uh, in Hollywood, the City Walk. I was actually one of the shut the fuck up. That. Really? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was one of the openers of that. Uh, I was doing. That's crazy, baseball. man. I could have, I could have rolled in there and ordered a coffee from you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people we could have been in Athens together. Yeah, <laughs> we could have. We could. We could have been raging together all these times, and we don't even know it. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. By the way, did you see that I posted on Instagram? Somebody, uh, her, her name is Valerie. She sent me a uh, a painting of Danny Trejo today. I thought that of was you. a beautiful painting, dude. I think it was amazing. Thing's amazing. Uh, that was a beautiful painting. I'd be proud of that. Painting. Are you serious? Yeah, go to my Instagram. It's uh, at st right james now. st james uh, on Instagram. <laughs> Jared, Jared wants you to know that, by the way. Uh, uh, kidding. <laughs> hey, by the way, I got, some, I got some messages that were like, that was the funniest shit I've ever heard when you said we have one more sponsor and it was your IG. Dude, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Taylor's fucking Instagram. Oh, that was actually Timothy Haywood. Timothy Haywood uh, Did sent really? me that text. That's yeah, so funny. Like, that's dude, awesome. that was fucking funny. That's awesome. What's, uh, hey, I, I know we got a bunch of gifts sent, sent to the, uh, the P.O. box. What were some of the cooler ones that came through? I, w- I wasn't there, oh, obviously. I didn't get to dude, see him. My favorite, my favorite so far, and it still is my favorite, is uh, the I got the Fernando Valenzuela uh, jersey from Mike <laughs> Russ. That was shut so the dope. fuck up. Funny. Did you really? Yeah, dude, dude that's so a dope he, gift. He, dude, yeah, that was a freaking one of the best gifts I've ever received. We we get all kinds of cool stuff. We get bottles of liquor. No, we have something awesome sitting on the table right now. What? The Pentagon flew us a flag over the Pentagon. And really? sent it to us with a letter from one of the directors of an entire program inside the Pentagon that said, congratulations on all the success that Range 15 and all the laughter that it's brought to, our, to the community. Damn. 
Here is a flag flown over the Pentagon just for you guys. Dude, that's badass. Are you, you going to get that shadow box? Are you going to hang that up? Oh, yeah. I'm going to get that made into a whole thing. We're going to have both of the, because they gave us the letter and then a certificate that shows the date that it was flown on the Pentagon uh, flagpole and everything. So I'm going to have all of that arranged because that's, that, that's I'd so say cool. that, would, I, I, that would be one of Art 15's prized possessions. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I, somebody sent me one from uh, Afghanistan. It was flown over a- a- Afghanistan. Um, that's awesome yeah it's fucking amazing man uh the, the, yeah the the the, uh, the listeners and supporters of the show are, are are fucking phenomenal and they by the way they get really and we have hit- a big we have a big building now we need things for the walls everybody i know i know because uh you guys are going to salt lake uh you guys are leaving there relocating and uh, i saw you you gave did you give away the desk did you give away the drinking bros desk i did who, who got that? Who is the lucky to, recipient? You, you know of what's that? great is this is even this is even a good story. In this is uh, the soldier on Fort Bliss that I, I just put it out in Drinking Bros El Paso. Dude was like, oh, "Dude, I, I would love to have that." I was like, "All right, it's yours. Like, come over and grab it." He uh, told his platoon sergeant, "He was like, hey, I gotta go pick up. Uh, gotta pick up these tables." The guy was like, "Ah, you can. We got stuff to do. You can wait till later." He goes, "No, no, no, no. Look." And he shows the picture. He goes, I'm getting these from JT at the house. Like, I'm getting the drinking bro fucking tables. Platoon Sergeant goes, get the fuck out of here, pics, or it didn't happen. <laughs> no so way. Because I saw, I saw those pics, and I was like, dude, who are the guys? Uh, yeah. Just to, to even, like, the, the fact that he gets off early because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good! But no, they, they, you crush you. I will say this: you crushed that set. I was surprised you gave that up. You're gonna, you're gonna, are you gonna build a new one? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I learned, you know, I learned on that set. There was a couple things I'd change now. Yeah, it was a, uh, that was a gorgeous. That was a gorgeous set. We all could assign that uh, and just uh, actually, Matt and Rocco's signatures are on yeah. the top of it, and they. They were ecstatic that that was there. That's like, fucking awesome. Them. That's fucking. And awesome. there's a dick drawn on the sun, on the top of it. I was like, that dick Rocco drew, and there's Matt Best signature, and there's Rocco signature. Look, your fucking table signed. He's like, this is the greatest gift ever. Uh, it really is though, because it's a nice table. It's a nice. Well, uh, I also told him I was like, over over seventy five podcasts have been recorded sitting at that thing. Like, like yeah, in in four years, if this thing's still huge, like. You're at you're at the first seventy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. That's <laughs> wild. It's a big yeah. one. It's a big one. Yeah, that's, we we've uh, the listeners of the show are amazing. Like uh, everything we do, they'll follow up on that miniature donkey thing. By the way, somebody hit me up on um, when I was talking about how the, the difficulty really? I had. Yeah, I, I had a, you know that, that one show. I was like, man, I had a, I had a hard time renting miniature donkeys out of New York. Um, there was a there was a place in Arizona that they were giving them away like four hundred. The shit went viral. I don't know if it was because of the show or not, um, the Drinking Bros or not, but uh, now they have to have a, a raffle system and rules to buy these miniature donkeys. And uh, it says that, you know, y- you, should, you should get two. You can't just get one miniature donkey because they get super lonely. Uh, or you, they, you should have a nice big dog that they could, you know, run around the yard with because uh, they prefer to have another, another animal with them. And I got I got hit with that like thirty times on on uh, my my personal Facebook page, <laughs> and, uh, and I was I was shocked about it. So I don't know if I don't know if we started the uh, the miniature donkey craze, uh, if you will, but uh, uh, the listeners picked up on it, and those are those are everywhere. 
Um, but uh, it got me to thinking about uh, g- getting another animal because I, I showed that story to my wife. She wants chickens. She wants chickens out in the yard. And I was like, I don't want fucking chickens. No, I heard they fucking stink, dude. They stink, and they're aren't, aren't they loud? Like, or am I thinking? I don't of, know. I think roosters are loud, but I don't even rooster, know. I, that's I, I just heard they stink. Yeah, because goats are cool. Her her brother has uh, these chickens, and they have you know they have fresh eggs, and that look the eggs are amazing. Um, but whatever, I'd rather buy them from the store. I don't need chickens running around my fucking house. Because then there's like a coop, and then you've got to feed them and all that other shit. I I don't I don't want any of that to go down. Um, no, like whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything, Jerry? Is there anything your wife has asked you? Hey, I really want this. Uh, no, not really. She never really asked me for shit, but she did. She did say, you know, she wants to do a miniature wedding like next year, and I said, can I deliver my vows on a miniature donkey? And she. <laughs> That's she funny. said yes if I can pick your outfit and hairstyle. Oh, so, wow! Yeah, you because you have a mohawk currently, right? I do, I do. Uh, but she likes that. She likes that. I don't know what she'd pick for the wedding, though. I don't. I, I really don't know. I'm interesting. It's, I mean, but I, the I, fact that she said, "Well," she goes, "Why are you turning my fun day into a joke?" And I go, "My my res- my immediate response was." Uh, because what better way to deliver my love my way? And she was like, touche. Oh, okay. You would need to be on a miniature donkey. Did you guys not have a big wedding? Did you? We never had a wedding at all. Really? Did you guys just go to the courthouse? Uh, Yeah, it was a courthouse. Okay. Um, And then we had one scheduled, and then she lost her hair, and then I got in a big fight with a big photographer in Louisiana for a while, (laughs) and I scared him which he still talks about this situation to this day in his workshops because I had two of my friends take his workshop and go, dude, I think he's talking about you when he talks about like uh, when his shit got burned down. I was like, yeah, he probably is. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not done with him yet, though. I'm hey, Ro- still not done with him. I have like, a question. There is one person in my life that I will seek full revenge on. <laughs> it is him. There is nobody else that has pissed me off that bad than a photographer in Louisiana. I that that I will spend. I have spent the last four years planning my revenge against him. That will be not only legal, oh, but I will yeah. see his soul leave his body. Jeez, I've got yeah. I've got the fucking solution now, and I just want him to know he's he better still be afraid of me because oh. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> what was your question, Rocco? You were about to say something. Yeah, because my kids right now, my, my daughter's texting me right now. She's terrified right now of these fucking clowns. What's the deal with these fucking clowns that are popping up everywhere right now? You know, they're trying to figure it out. Uh, th- th- it started off in, uh, it's either, I believe it was South Carolina, um, South or North Carolina, actually. And uh, th- these fucking clowns were popping up. And initially, it started off as a, as a thing of like, Oh, hey, we're driving by, and there's this there's this clown, and they had like a creepy face, right? Uh, and then it's kind of spread to where you know clowns have been uh, actively chasing people. So not only yep. you know are they showing up, but then they're chasing people. Then there was a few with knives, um, and uh, I mean, I mean, it's it's escalated to the point where people are beating the shit out of these clowns in public. And I'm gonna be honest with you, clowns have always been creepy. Uh, yeah. Scary in shit. Today's, Did you have a clown chasing you? Ugh. Yeah. In today's fucking world, 
I don't think you can just roll through the streets as a clown and expect people to be cool with it anymore. Like if you're not inside a Chuck E. Cheese, um, I, I don't know where you're going clown wise. Uh, that 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 requires you to to walk down a dark alley or or a street at night or, um, you know, wh- Dude, wherever you're keep- headed. All these fucking kids are putting shit out that these clowns are kicking in people's doors and they're fucking kidnapping kids. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, I was like, dude. There was a movie too that came out that was called Clown by Eli Roth, uh, who's actually best friends with uh, Quentin Tarantino and fucking Robert Rodriguez. There are those, uh, these are the YouTubers I don't respect. Like the prank guys. Oh God, I hate Uh, Because there's there's certain things that like, again, if you did not live in Venice Beach, California, you would not do what you're doing because you would get fucking a rope wrapped around your neck and we'd drag you with our truck. Yes. Like yeah. If you come up with a fucking chainsaw or a hammer, I'm just going to shoot you in both of your fucking temples. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a, you watch those shows on like, like True TV, you know, pranksters, and it's, you know, yeah. dudes it's in their mid-40s committing like, pranks. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, yo, yeah. man, I, like, I would kick the fuck out of you if you did that to me. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there is no, oh, bro, it's just a prank. No, cool, dude. Now you're getting beat up. Yeah. So now you're going to learn a lesson. You're going to learn a lesson. I'm going to teach you a lesson, you fucking idiot. I, oh. I've never found, uh, like, you know, pranksters, like, really funny. Like, they were, you Especially, know. No, dude, dude, the worst ones, too, if you watch some of these fucking stupid ass YouTube channels, ones with dudes with families. If you come, if you just approach me at my car oh, while I'm dude. loading a car seat and anything like I'm already ready to kill you because I don't like being approached at my car. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> don't you, you don't come up to cars. Uh, how, how even that's how, what I even tell houses people, is weird. Dude. Like, when, it, when you're in a parking lot and a fucking beggar or something starts beeline in the car, I roll down the window. I go, go the other way, dude. I, I don't play I, this I, game. I don't play it either. Go the other way. Yeah. So, I will. I will fucking draw on you right now. I don't want you coming near my fucking vehicle right now. Tell me about how you're out of gas and you, your fucking kids are somewhere and blah, 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 blah. Get the fuck away from my vehicle. I, I, I also get weirded off when, when people come to the door, come to the front door and they ring the doorbell oh, and they're dude, like, dude. I don't like that either. Hey, man, we're, we're, we're selling you this or do you need a, a thing? And it's like, man, that door to door shit, motherfucker. Yeah, that door to door shit ended years ago. Let's not do it. Um, and, and so recently, like, because th- this just happened to me probably, fuck, three days ago, um, somebody came to the door and was, you know, actively knocking on the door. Um, and, dude, again, grab my fucking piece, go to the door, and I'm like, and, and it's this guy, chipper as fuck, hey. And, and, you know, he doesn't know I've got a fucking gun behind me. And he's, I'm like, what, what's, <laughs> what's up, man? You know, it, it, you immediately go into that, what's up, man? Uh, what, 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 you know, what the fuck can I do for you? And it's like, just want to know if you're, you're voting in these, you know, in these elections. There's a, you know, he was talking about the voting for, for Governor Pat McCrory. And I was like, uh, I, you know, and I felt bad for the dude because it was like, you know, he, he's out, you know, actively trying to be a good citizen to get people to vote. Here I am with a fucking handgun behind me because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it could be a clown or something. Dude, how funny would it be to just rip the door open, grab him by the scruff, put him on his knees and be like, who sent you, Russia or China? <laughs> <laughs> Russia or China, motherfucker. Russia or China. You have two words that are coming out of your mouth in the next couple minutes. Russia or fucking China. You, hey, you know who that just happened to last night, by the way? Uh, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. 
I uh, I could I could not believe that. I thought she was too rich to get robbed. I really did. How did they rob her? Uh, gunpoint. They uh, dressed uh, dressed as police officers. Two guys dressed as police officers uh, came in, ran up the stairs, uh, fucking duct taped her her ankles together. Put her put her in the bed. Oh, oh, and a zip tie. They zip tied her hands, uh, duct taped her ankles together, uh, and then gagged her. Threw her in the bathtub, locked the bathroom door, and then stole all of her jewelry, which was like it was valued over eleven million dollars. And uh, they were in and out in six minutes. Uh, Damn, dude, Con- Kanye was in a was doing a concert in New York, and they got they got footage of it. Um, he mid show there was, you could see a guy because somebody caught it with a camera phone. You you could see a guy come up to him and was like, "Yo, man, I, I got to talk to you." He's like, "No, nah, not now, not now." And he's in the middle of like a flawless version of Heartless. And the guy was yeah. like, yo, I need to talk to you. And you see Kanye walk over, still singing, puts his head down. The guy whispers in his ear and Kanye just goes, uh, stop, 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 stop the fucking show. Stop the fucking show. Music cuts out and he goes, I'm sorry. I got a family emergency. I got to leave. And then that's it. The whole stage goes black. Everybody's like, wait, what the fuck? You knew something big had happened. And you were like, wait, Damn. what is it? Uh, dude, I, I always thought Kim Kardashian and, and like Kanye and like Jay-Z and them, I thought they were too rich to rob. And the reason why I say that is now everybody's going to be looking for these motherfuckers, um, who robbed them. Cause they're not going to let yeah. for just for tourism sakes, like, cause this happened in Paris to Kim Kardashian. They're not going to let Kim Kardashian get robbed in Paris and, and somebody get away with that. Like they will, they will find them. Not only that, but the, the, you know, one of the pieces was that ring that Kanye gave her, that you know, five or $6 million ring. How the fuck are you going to hawk that? It's a one-of-a-kind thing. You know yeah. where that came from. It's Kim Kardashian's. The only thing you could possibly do is buy it and just stare at it in your house and tell your buddies uh, you got Kim Kardashian's some ring. Some people do, though. Like, I know. Like some rich motherfuckers, like, the same thing goes for... With, with art. You know, the same the guy that bought the, the George Zimmerman's fucking pistol. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you're right. Some rich motherfucker will be like, "That's funny to me." I mean, that would be funny to me if I was rich as fuck. I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy Kim's ring." Well, look, you bought, yeah. you bought OJ's jersey. You bought OJ Simpson's jersey. So <laughs> that's funny. I know you'd be. Dude, you'd it's be fun. I can one. imagine though. Those guys have like they have money. I can imagine what you could do if you find out who it is with just the money you have, like. Yeah. yeah, because people are going to roll over on right. you real quick. Right. Real quick. Right. So, like, already, just in, you know, it's been a few days, but uh, since this happened, uh, I think I said last night, but it's been a few days, uh, already a couple people are, are, are saying, starting to roll, and they were like, look, it's an inside job. Um, inside job. And they're saying, yeah, and they're saying, they're saying it wasn't his, her security, um, but they're saying that uh, t- two things. It, it was either somebody in the place that she was staying had tipped him off, uh, or or somebody somebody in the area had known they were there, and they, and they said to to follow them on Snapchat. Which this gets into a whole another world of fuckery, where you're like, oh man, I mean, you can track every single second of her life virtually on Snapchat. Yeah, social media. Yeah. So it's uh, I, I will give it over under two weeks before these guys are caught. Jeez. That's my guess. That's just my personal guess. I think she's too rich to rob, and they will they will get them. Oh yeah, because as soon as Kanye or her or anybody says, "Hey, here's the bounty or here's the reward," yeah, there isn't a fucking soul those idiots can hide from at that point. Dude. 
Yeah. That's fucking. But yet another black eye for Paris, you know? That city's been, yeah, that city's just been overrun, dude, with all, you know, with the terrorism and now Kim Kardashian's getting held up at gunpoint. Like, fuck, Paris was awesome. Nobody wants to go to Paris. No, nobody nobody wants wants to go. Uh, Trump, fucking Trump was talking about that. He was like, dude, nobody wants to go there anymore. And and it's true. Like, it's weird. (laughs) It's weird because, like, Paris is, like, the greatest. Uh, It was. Uh, now, now fucking Kim Kardashian is getting taped and thrown into bathtubs. Ugh, yeah. It's just rough. Yeah. Do they have bodyguards or something at all times? Or I guess they don't They anymore, No, or? they do. And, and I guess, uh, the bodyguard went to, I guess her sisters were at a club down the streets. And so the bodyguard walked, you know, took Kim Kardashian home, put her inside and was like, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, you know, protect your sisters at the club. So he was at the club. Why they don't have more and like armed guards and yeah. shit? I don't. You tell I don't me you can't get afford it. more fucking than than like I send a guard with the girls and send leave a guard at the house. Yeah, I mean, but w- when they got her out of there, they had uh you know machine guns and shit. Like they had called in the national guard on that. Like when Kim yeah. Kardashian gets robbed, it's you call in the fucking army. You know, like the Fuck. French uh, you army know what's was fucking. There. The reality is, Brian, she's going to be fucking terrified for the rest of her life from that experience. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, you can yeah, imagine yeah. what it was going through. She's like, she's, she's dead. You know what I mean? You're, you're getting killed. And, oh, that, and, and again, when you live your entire life on Snapchat, because I think, and I don't you could you, you would know better than me, Rocco, because you use Snapchat. I, do you think they pay her? Because she's always on fucking Snapchat. And like, she has her own apps and shit. Like, she's on oh, social media bet. every second of the day. I would bet she's getting something for every time she snaps. Right? Yeah, she's got a huge following. Dude. Yeah, so I don't I, know how people sit there and pay attention to the whole fucking story because you can only record for so long. I get tired of listening to people's stories because you have to keep pressing it. But this, she has fucking followers, man. I know. I, I, that's what I like about Instagrams. At least it just rolls to the next one. It's like, oh, all right, cool, yeah. you're done. There's your story. Jeez, There's your life man. story. And and by the way, that's that's our night story. We'll we'll, we'll wrap it up with that, uh, and we'll get to the drinking bro of the week. Uh, this one was submitted by Joseph Nichols. Uh, he says, I've got a nomination for Drinking Bro. Uh, his name is Claude Martinez. Today is Claude's birthday. Claude was, is, Claude's still alive, uh, is an old, gritty Vietnam vet. He was an engineer officer attached to the 1st Cavalry. Uh, during his time in Vietnam, he was awarded the Bronze Star. Uh, Claude also helped organize and sell out a screening of Range 15 in Illinois and is a nice. big fan oh, of the Drinking Bros crew. Yeah, really? dude. That's wow. Cool and shit. he's from Vietnam. And he got a bronze star when it was hard to get a bronze star. Hell yeah. Way to go, dude. Way to go. Cheers to Claude. Cheers to Cheers. Joseph for submitting Cheers. it. Cheers. Cheers. And once again, we'll, we'll, we'll remind everybody, the stories can be happy, sad, life, death. It doesn't matter. Like, drinking bros are drinking bros. Uh, same with the broettes. You can submit any story you want uh, as long as it's, uh, it's about another drinking bro, somebody you're proud of. Um, the, bro, the broettes have had some, some lovely stories lately. Some ones. God, they have. They really I have. Saw, I saw some drinking bro violations in there. We we can get in that on a whole episode. Jeez, I must have missed those. <laughs> I heard that their stories are worse than ours. They're oh, they're great. It's so fun to read some of that shit. Girls are fucking <laughs> disgusting. <Holy> like, <laughs> like for real. Like That's if you so if funny. you talk to any girl like to a woman, they'll just tell you straight up. They're like, dude, we're fucking disgusting. And I was like. I, yeah, but you know what? They're way more secretive. Girls will uh, yes, not tell yes. their friends. They're secretive, guys but they're cannot, more disgusting. Guys will not not tell their friends. 
yeah. immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like girls will do disgusting, horrible things, and then that'll be they they can live with themselves just by never sharing what atrocious act they just conquered. <laughs> like whereas whereas guys are like immediately like, oh my god, I have to tell you. Jesus. I man, I, I tell you what, I once broke out this one girl who was a friend of somebody I used to date long, long, long time ago told me a, a, a disgusting story about her, and I, it, I, I could never shake it, so I broke up with her. Uh, she, she was like, hey, you know your girlfriend is, is the queen of, of the, the car fart game. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, I was like, Girl, <laughs> girls don't so- fart? And she was like, oh, yeah, they do, and they're sick. And I was like... And she's the queen. And I was like, well, why, <laughs> why is she the queen? She was like, she has the nastiest, most disgusting farts, and then she always drives, so she puts the child lock on right after she farts so nobody can roll down the windows. And I was like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, my. Why did you just... I- it, I, I could not know that about somebody I was I was having nope, sex nope. with. I, oh, I just man. I couldn't do it after that. I would, broke I would up. feel it in my mouth. Yeah, I would feel it in my mouth. In your clothes, so, and it was it, like, it would, or on the drive over, me. like you know, on the drive over to your house. So it was just like <laughs> that Jesus. Bother me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it doesn't bother I wanna, you. I want like, I'm gonna put a giant chocolate cake on the counter, and I want you to fart on the yeah, cake. Fart on the cake. <laughs> He's like, if you if if, if here's a good test on your first. Well, you're date, a medic you fart, too. You're a medic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a good test. If you can fart in front of your date in the first date and she laughs, hey, you got it yourself. I don't think you should try that. I don't think that's good no, dating advice. That doesn't. That's not, no. That is not good dating. Because if advice. they laugh, you're like, well, I could take her places. She likes. To, she likes to laugh at farts. Uh, or she's just, I don't think she's I, just as nobody that is out there are. dating should follow this advice. No, <laughs> like zero people nobody. should follow this advice. No. Zero. I, f- I fart on the first day. I would never fart. <laughs> That's a shirt. It is That's a, a drinking bro shirt. I fart on the first day. I fart on the first day. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. The, the worst was always when you were when you were drinking beer all night and then you took a chick home or went home with a chick. Oh, and you and had then, bubble guts and you're oh trying to. Oh, my God. I've you're in a hotel I, yeah, room. And I've slipped a, fucking... a fart out accidentally in the middle of the night like, shit. I hope she didn't hear. And then I'm like. <laughs> Oh my god, it smells! <laughs> and then you're like fucking trying to waft the fucking sheets. Yeah. You just want to get out of there yeah. as soon as possible. And then you go to the so first could, like fucking so McDonald's. Shit. Yeah, you go to the freaking Dungeons. <laughs> and like, it just just pops just, out of your ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just fucking plasters this fucking. Thing. The worst <laughs> is when you're getting bombed on an airplane. Like you're thirty thousand feet up, and just somebody's just just cheesing them, dude, right in front uh. of you. And like it's just, <laughs> you don't know where it's coming from either because you're all so closely like packed yeah, in. You're like, just, who is just... fucking bombing me right now? I, I like I like blasting people like that, like those, those stinky silent ones. And I'm just uh, I'm the person be like, oh come on, dude, a come f- on. A, 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 yeah, a few weeks ago on the flight back from New York, I was so angry. This guy had had just bombed one right. He was right in front of me at the counter, like the check in where you you know you you fucking weigh in your bags and you give them to him. And he just, I mean, just crushed one and walked away. And I was like, this fucking, this goddamn dirt bag, this, it was like a Philippine, this fat little Filipino. And I was like, that's an odd, that's an odd combo. Yeah. Oh, so, it, you know, and, and he like, he kind of gave like a sheepish smile as, like as he walked away and I was like, motherfucker. So anyways, I, you know, cut to it's an hour and a half later. I get on the plane, I get on the plane and he's sitting right fucking next to me. Um, right, like I'm in the I'm in an aisle seat. He's in the other aisle seat next to me. Um, probably about ten minutes into the flight, dude. Before the stewardesses could get up, you know, where he thought he could get away with it, 
he fucking just drops an, another uh, uh, Hiroshima in my fucking face. And, oh my and I go, God. hey, bro. Hey, man. I, you're going to have to fucking zip that up or fucking sew it together. Sew your ass cheeks together. I was like, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't stand out. that stink. You called him out. I, I called him out. And then there's, a, there's a guy like that in my, in my book where I told this, this guy to sew, sew his ass cheeks together. I use the same line from my fucking book. And I go, I'm going to sew those fucking ass cheeks together, bro. And he's like, oh, what, what, what? And I was like, I was behind you at the counter. And I was like, look, we've all been there. But I was like, this is a fucking two and a half hour flight, man. You cannot be fucking just queefing your jeans right now. Because I'm, I'm my, I mean, my, I'm, I, was, I was in the line of fire and I was getting, I was just, it was, it was heat. Like my skin was hotter. Like it was visibly hotter. It was almost like a, somebody had, had, had pulled a, a so, lighter out so and walked by me. Here's my question though. Like, let's switch roles. You're in that situation. Somebody calls you out. What is your immediate response to try and recover from not being a babbling idiot? Someone's like, yo, bro, zip that shit up. <laughs> I just like, you got it, bro. My bad. <laughs> no, I would, I would look him right in the eyes and lean in close and be like, listen, I just want to spread my love to all of the world. <laughs> ah, man. I, uh, because at that point, you've just neutralized his fucking, uh, his yeah. courage just get pink to call bitch. you out. Like, Here's the thing. Nor- I normally, I would never it, call somebody out because we, we've all been there. Like, clearly, yeah. he had gone to, you know, some fucking street meat. Carabas. Yeah. He was at Carabas. He was at Carabas the night before he was eating, he was eating three Caesar salads, extra anchovies, whatever the fuck <laughs> was going on in his system. He was working out. <laughs> Oh, shit. And you know he comes on just just having just Caesar Caesar farts and I'm just <laughs> just it's it's a little moist too at each one yeah but I, I was you know I yeah. I, 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 I don't peppers I was out. for whatever reason it just the set me off wipe. Yeah. it just set me off and I and I was just like man I can't I can't now and, and I'm with my wife you know she's. She's got her headphones on. She's kind of looking at the thing. And I was like, that fucking guy just farted again. I can't take it. I can't. I'm not putting up with this the whole fucking flight. Um, so to whoever that fat Filipino is out there, sew him up, bud. Sew him up. <laughs> sew, sew up him your up fucking... and stay out of Carabas. Yeah. Oh, sew, up, sew up your cheeks, you fat fuck. You Caesar farting fat fuck. Um, <laughs> and on that note, we're, we're out of here, dude. I'm done. Never, I'm done never, for the night. Never pretend to be a drinking bro either because uh, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shit, yeah. We started with an airplane story and ended with an airplane story. That's, I love that's it. a solid episode right there. It airplane is. sandwich. It is. So, uh, <laughs> on that note, for Rocco, for uh, TNT, Toddlers and Tiara Taylor, and Ross that Patterson, we are out of here, everyone. Sew those ass cheeks shut, dude. Don't shut.